Hi, this is Katie with Generationally Minded. It's almost Christmas, and I'm really glad to be back here with you again today. Today, I'd like to talk about the top 12 tips that I have found throughout my own special needs parenting experience that can help bring a beautiful life to you. This week has been really busy for me. Very exciting, good things happening, and also some really hard things. You know how it is with life, especially as a special needs parent. You have a lot of extra tasks that maybe you hadn't expected to have in your life, and um, our perspective really matters. So this week, I can say it's been a good week, and um, I'm keeping my mindset positive and looking for the good stuff, and so I hope you are too. Today, I want to talk to you about a list I made. I just was thinking through kind of some of the the things I've done, the steps I've taken, the journey I've been on that has led me to a life that I love, a life where my children are happy, my marriage is strong, and despite all the challenges that we face on a regular day, like a normal family, and then the extra medical challenges that we face because of all the special needs that we we have experienced and are experiencing, um, there has been a specific path I've taken that my family has taken that has led to our deep-seated joy and our love of our life. And so I just wanted to share those with you quickly. I'm not going to deep dive into them right now, but as the weeks go on, I will. I do plan to. But for now, I just wanted to give you the quick list so you can start thinking it over. Maybe some of these might help you through the holidays, have a peaceful holiday. Um, The very first one, I will say, could help you through the holiday, (laughs) is to put your mask on first. I have learned this the hard way because I have crashed and I have burned so hard so many times because my focus, my very laser focus is always on get the kid well, find the solution to the point where my focus actually shifts so far away from my own care that I don't realize the stress I'm under. I don't realize the emotional piece that I am experiencing and I cannot tell that that my physical body is experiencing what it is going through and it will lead you to ultimately crash and burn which does nothing for anybody it is no good then you cannot help your child so get your mask on first find something that you can do to take care of you tip number two is make sure that you look for systems have systems in your life This is one way that you can put your mask on. And I want you to look at how your daily life is functioning. There are going to be areas you love and areas you don't love. And I will be talking about systems more fully um, through quite a bit of my content. If you want to come to my group and join there or on my page, um, you can even reach reach out to me personally. I love, I used to hate systems. (laughs) Now I love systems. Simple, effective, tried and true systems. So keep some, get some systems in your life. The next thing is that health changes everything. Tip number three, your health, mom, dad, caregiver, your health matters. If you cannot do what it is required of you each day to take care of your family, to take care of yourself, to take care of your mental health, then you won't be able to to give what is necessary. You won't be able to chase that joy and have fulfillment. So if you will focus on what can you do to keep your own health strong? Do you need stronger muscles? Are you lifting a child who's now growing big? Do you need to just find a way to rest? Do you need to find a way that you can 
increase the water you drink. So look at your health, look at your labs, you know, is your cholesterol high? What tweaks can you make? Because your health and your long-term health matters to you, to your child, to everyone around you. The next thing is, and this ties right in with <laughs> what I was talking about, accepting help blesses others. That is tip number four. It feels a lot of the time like weakness if we are accepting help. Friends will ask, you know, what can I do to help you? Honestly, most of the time, I don't know. I don't know what I need. I realized that when I accept the help, it builds stronger bonds. It brings community to me when I felt that I was lacking. The people who have offered help are those that are actually interested in being in my realm. They're interested in being in my life. They're interested in what's happening here. And that's something that as special needs parents, we often crave so much. We feel so isolated and like so many people don't understand. And yet when someone reaches out and offers help, we have an opportunity to help someone understand what we're going through, what a huge percentage of the, the world population is going through, to advocate for other families like ours by graciously humbling ourselves and accepting the kindness that they are putting out there and bringing them into our world so that they don't feel like we're pushing them away and keeping them at bay. So try to consider accepting help and how much it blesses others' lives to see the love that we have in our families, the commitment that we have to our children, and to allow them to feel that they are useful. We don't ever know what people are experiencing and struggling with in their own life. And it might just be that they're helping us fulfills a need in them too. So definitely be aware that you have the opportunity to bless someone else just by accepting their help. Tip number five, you control your joy. It sounds mystical. I was on a quest for a very long time to understand joy. How could I find my joy? I felt that I had lost it. And I began talking to therapists and um, naturopathic doctors and people just in my general world, you know, just folks that I knew who had been on journeys of their own. How do you find your joy? And I learned that joy is not the same as happiness, but joy is very, very deep and rich and far more important than happiness. And I learned through this quest that it's a decision. You can make a choice to be happy. And later I will talk about some of the techniques that I use to help choose joy because there are specific tools. And I will also tell you that it can be a medical issue. I investigated that course as well and found out that there are ways that we can look at our own body chemistry and see where our neurotransmitters may be off and see where some of our hormones might not be right and balance those. That is possible. It is not hard to do oftentimes, much easier and much quicker than most people would think. And there are many practitioners out there who specifically deal with that. And you can eliminate anxiety. And we've talked about that a little before, just with even detox. So um, very exciting to know that you control your joy. It, you just may have to take some action steps. Tip number six, date your spouse. Unfortunately, the divorce rate is so high for special needs families from all the studies that I've read and everything that I've heard and what I've simply witnessed. And unfortunately, this leaves ourselves and our children and especially our special needs child in a real bind because when the family unit breaks down, there is less coordinated support for our child. And then we have extra emotional burden. It is far better 
if we can continue to date our spouse, go back, think back. How was it when you first met? What did you do? What did you talk about? Make it like dating. Make sure you keep your communication open. At some point, we'll have another podcast and I'll offer some other opportunities for us to discuss communication because there are some amazing tools that can help with this to open you up and really help you speak from the heart and listen from the heart. So tip seven, doctors do not rule. As you know, my children have had numerous prognosis, all kinds of diagnosis, which came with many numerous prognoses. And they will tell you a story that they believe is going to be the path of your child. But that story does not mean that it is the true story. You get to choose and accept or not accept that story and then attempt to make it different. So doctors do not rule. Many times there is unfortunately... Um, an overshadowing where doctors will main, won't listen because of the diagnosis to what your gut says or other problems that we can go into another time. But just keep in mind that even though they have a medical degree, you have hired them. Either they have not hired you. You are paying their bills. You are paying them for the appointment. And if you don't find the doctors listening to you from the heart, switch. Tip number eight, siblings can be enriched through this experience. I know you've heard a couple of interviews um, of two of my children. I will be interviewing my daughter as well. Um, The other two, one is incapable of being interviewed at this point and another is too young. But um, my daughter, who I'll interview in the future, actually has a very interesting story and she's working out what part of that she would like to share. But siblings can be enriched through this process. They have deeper compassion and more independence and many skills that I've spoken about in some of those previous podcasts. Tip number nine, your child can learn. Your child can learn. There is a concept called presumed competence that it would be worth you looking up. You would be shocked at what happens when someone is given the ability to communicate when they couldn't before, even through technology. Never let someone tell you your child cannot learn, no matter the diagnosis. My tip number 10, life is happening for you. Again, this is a mindset technique. This is something that when you really can look and understand that life is not happening to you, it is happening for you. And you need to use your resilience and your creativity and your resourcefulness to just figure out exactly how. And I know you can do it. Number 11, you need community and we can make it for ourselves. Now, that goes back to my tip about accepting help. But there are other ways as well. You can come join our group, the Greater Honor Special Needs Parent Group. You can go to my page, Katie Keene Special Needs Coaching. Connect with people there. You can look for a group that has specific to your child's diagnosis and reach out to parents and um, maybe counselors there. So there are many ways. Uh, Once the world opens back up again, there are Special Olympics if your child is physically capable. Numerous ways that you can reach out and find community that does understand you. All right. The last one, play. Don't forget how to play. It's so hard. I forgot for years and years. It took me so long. And I used to say, I don't even remember what I like to do. I don't know if I'd like to do what I used to like to do if I had a chance to. And um, through some very interesting creativity (laughs) in order to find the very short time slots, um, I was able to rediscover some of what I like to do. And it's so important for you. So don't forget how to play. Have fun with your kids, have fun with your spouse, and enjoy life. So 
I hope you all are well. I'm really hoping to see you in our Facebook group. Again, it's the Greater Honor Special Needs Family Group. It's on Facebook. And you can also look me up at Katie Keene Special Needs Family Coaching. And I would love to hear your responses about what I'm talking about. I'd love to hear your own experiences. I love to learn from you guys. I'm still, I'm still learning every day. And so I would love to have you share with me, what are you learning? What is your experience like? Come and share and let's empower each other. So I will meet you there. I hope to see you on the group. Talk to you next week.